is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Avenue Audio, the show, live from the Vine and Barley in Port St. Lucie, Florida. I am here with my friend, my co-host, my roommate for the weekend, Mr. Yes. Chris McShane. Yes, we are. I am, I am finally here. Yes. <laughs> Slightly uh, delayed arrival, but I'm here. Yes, I arrived on Wednesday. Uh, Chris arrived today. And uh, yeah, we had a pretty good day today. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that sort of in a bit, but... Um, a little bit of Mets news for y'all out there. Um, when we last spoke, Brandon Nimmo maybe had a heart condition. <laughs> People were very worried about it. Yes. Turns out <laughs> it's an irregular heartbeat he knew about for a long time. He played today. He seems fine. Yeah, no, he looked he looked great. Uh, you know, everything that they gave in terms of the update was, it was positive. It was, it was routine, yeah. Yeah. essentially. And, uh, you know, not something that should affect him uh, in terms of playing or, or, more importantly, his... His life, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, that that that's good. It's it, it would be uh, concerning with anybody on the roster, but the, to have the happiest guy on the team <laughs> yeah. have a serious health issue would have been probably one of the yeah. most depressing things he could do. So, his official like, statement to the to the media today was that uh, it's because he has a lot of love to give that his heart was bigger. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is you know. Bullshit, right. but but like adorable Nimmo bullshit. So right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah no, it's uh, it was good to see him out there, just playing. Yeah, um, you know, you, you get down here and then you can 
very easily romanticize every everything. You know, there's, yes, there's just, absolutely. Yeah, there are no consequences to what happens in a game, <laughs> um, which we'll get to more of that later on. Yes, play. Yeah, you know, certain plays that you can laugh about more because it was right. spring training. Um, you know, it was. Hey, I have to say, walking around the ballpark today was kind of nice. People. I've been here for spring training games where people, uh, I don't know if it's alcohol or what, but like get like really get on the Mets for not winning a game, right? Or for striking out or something, right? Yeah, yeah, like 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 get on them like these games are uh, regular season games are even more important than that. Like you know, it's it's. Uh, Baseball has this unique culture of, of over a month of exhibition games. And I, I know, like, football has it for that same amount of time, but it's not as constant. No, it's not. You know, like, almost every day for three and a half, four weeks leading up to opening day, you have this, you know, Florida, Arizona yeah. uh, environment of constant baseball but it's constant baseball practice. So, and now that those games are broadcast, right? Like it's it's hard as a fan to, and, and you can do it intellectually. But like when you're watching a game on TV, you just you want it to matter, and so you you think these things have consequence, but they really don't. Right. Like the Mets won today's game three to two. That means nothing. Right. Most of the runs were scored after the starters were out. And it, was such a, it essentially became a minor league game at a certain point. Right. And so the Mets won a minor league game. Cool. Yeah. I, I do have to say, uh, Andrew Miller looked awful. Oh, he couldn't find the today. plate. Yeah. That was yeah, – I think he only gave up a run in his outing, but that – the way he was pitching, it could have very easily been more. Yeah. He couldn't find the strike zone. He hit two players in a row. So you're hearing our, uh, our uh, the, the background music here at the Vine and Barley. Yes. There's a, a, a guitar player and vocalist here who's been singing and playing, but now there is a random person from the audience singing lead. Yeah. Or attempting to sing lead, I guess we should say. Yeah. And they've abandoned that song. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> probably for the better. Um yeah, so, you know, we had a, a pretty fun day at the ballpark today. We got to see a little bit of the, uh, the workouts in the backfield. Um, was there any player that you, like, really were hoping to see today that we didn't get to see in the backfield? Not, I, I mean, it, it, not one specifically, just because uh, I guess the timing of it all, for me, it was kind of, uh, I think tomorrow will be a little bit more, you know, we get out there. Whoever's throwing bullpens, whoever's taking batting practice, that kind of thing. Uh, one of my favorite things about being down here is during workouts, if you're situated really anywhere with the four backfields that all come up in uh, like in a corner uh-huh. against each other, uh, just sitting there during batting practice, and uh, you know you'll watch whatever field you're watching, but just tune out, listen. And, like, the, the constant random batting practice, like, crack of the bat sound. Uh-huh. Um, I actually noticed it more doing some interviews back there early on coming down here where I'm listening to the recording of talking to somebody. And it's just like, oh, man, this, yeah, yeah. that like, that background 
which is so soothing. I, I, I know a friend of mine that I brought it up to was like, I'm surprised that's not in like a sleep, uh, like a sound yeah. machine or, you know, whatever, whatever the name is for that kind of thing. A white noise maker or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, I could listen to batting practice to fall asleep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that would fly for everybody, but <laughs> including everybody in my own home, but, <laughs> but I could, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, no, it's. Um, I think the the most interesting prospects are the are probably the guys who are seeing time in the major league fields. Yeah. This spring, but um, you know, I don't know what kind of schedule Allen and Peterson are on. Um, but you know, catching them, uh, pitching prospects have always uh, the pitching side of things always has interested me. Um, so I guess you know we'll see. But yeah. Today I just I, we didn't catch anybody pitching at all. Um, right. So you know we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, we were talking about this a little bit at the game today. How there's no one in the Mets system right now that we're expecting to like have a great spring and then make the team. Everybody on the team, it, there are a lot of very set roles. And there are some folks who are fighting for roles, but there's not that, like, 22-year-old prospect who might make the jump this year. We're, we're getting now some extra vocals on this turn-the-page cover. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's not like the Mets don't have a shortstop, and Jimenez is right. Cl- is the guy, oh, maybe he'll be close, maybe he can come up in a few months. Right. You know, maybe un- independently, maybe that is, will be true of him. Right. Um, I think one thing watching him today out there, you know, he hit a home run. Uh, looked good. Looked like he enjoyed it. Yes. Um, and, you know, he's he's young. Uh, he doesn't turn 22 until September. So it's his wow. age 21 season this year. And last year was his age 20 season, and he had time. Uh, he played it in double A. Like right. that's, he didn't He didn't. Like totally dominate or impress, but he he was very young for where he was at. So, yeah. Um, you know, our minor league guys can speak better to his path and all sure, that. But sure. it was just kind of like this dude is still young. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was nice to see him today. Um, I mean, we got to see a lot of Tim Tebow today. Yeah. We, yeah. Everybody, everybody saw. He played the full game. He did, uh, which is rare in spring training. But in, in, in again, there's no consequences. But uh, when he had the opportunity to catch a routine fly ball to end what was a very quick spring training game. Yes, uh, I believe like three forty. It ended maybe. Yeah. So oh yeah. Two and a half hours. That's yeah. A- but he um, he fell flat on his face. And it was, was it his shoelace that got him? Well, he bent down to tie his shoelace. Right. Whether that was actually the problem or that was just the uh, cover-up, you right. know, right. we'll never know, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. Um, Tebow seems like – I was telling Chris before, like in BP yesterday, Tebow had one of the most impressive BP sessions, but he can't make contact and he can't play the outfield. And so – I don't really know what you do with Tebow right. as a as a prospect. I mean, look, he's pretty much there to sell 
Port St. Lucie tickets this time of year. Right. And, and then and Syracuse, Syracuse or wherever he right. is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but he doesn't have any path to the majors at all. Right. Um, and that's, I guess, I mean, you need minor league filler, but the problem is if he's blocking the path of somebody who might have an actual career or even just blocking the path of somebody who needs this job in a way that he doesn't need this job, I feel a little bit bad for that person he's blocking. Yeah. I mean, it, the, right now, the prospect-wise, eh, there's not a whole lot going on in the outfield. No. But, Mets, but, but, but his spot would be taken by somebody else uh, if he right. wasn't there. Right. So. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting to see, especially in Florida, you know. Yeah. People coming out. Uh, he's he's definitely a drawdown here. He has he, to people, be one of the most popular Mets in camp, major right. league or minor league. He's one of the most popular camp, Mets in camp. Right. Which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, so let's do this. We're going to take a break for a second here. We're going to play my very short chat with Doc Gooden from earlier today. Yes. And we'll be back in just a minute. All right. So you're down here at spring training. It's a beautiful day. Yes. What do you like from this Mets staff so far? Well, I like it. My main thing is uh, they're healthy. Just, that's the most thing I worry about. Um, they've been down here. I'm still a huge fan. And always nice guys. How you feeling? Are you healthy? I don't look too much at stats down here. Both mm-hmm. they're healthy and making progress. Leading up to opening day, you know, season starts. That's what I look for. Yeah. Is there one pitcher in particular you think is going to have a great year this year? Just a breakout season? I think, you know, everybody's waiting for Syndergaard to make that step. Uh, he definitely has the stuff. Um, I, I watched him pitch the other day. He did real well. He was great the other day. Yeah. Getting the ball quick. You know, maintaining. His slider looked fantastic that day, too. Yeah, for, especially for this time of spring. Absolutely. Yeah. Early. I think with him, you just got to just maintain. Just keep building. Don't get compliant. Compliance. Mm-hmm. Just keep building. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Now, you're one of the few Mets to have won a Cy Young Award, and now DeGrom has won two. How is he just on a different level right now than other pitchers? What's going on with him? It's amazing. You know what? And, and not to take any blowing smoke, but I, I, last year I want to take credit for calling that because <laughs> when he won the first Cy Young at the Writers Dinner, I gave him his award. And I said, this guy's only getting better. And then he won another one. So not to put any pressure on him, but hopefully he keeps it going. But the thing with him, everything is just nice and smooth. He has an idea what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. He read bat speeds real well. Mm-hmm. And he just it takes what he gets. And once he gets in trouble, he has the ability to turn up a notch. Yeah. What about Stroman? Stroman's starting today for the Mets. Is there anything about him that you you think can he, he can do to take it to the next level this year? I think with him, um, even though they have interleague now, but coming internationally last year was a bit of adjustment. Playing at home, probably a bit of adjustment. Mm-hmm. I think um, with his, you know, leadership, and he's been around, but you know, for a while, he's a veteran. I think he's definitely taking things level. With him, it's just about staying healthy the same way and just taking the ball. Nice. Last question for you: Of all the Mets hitters, which one would you be least likely to fit? Which one would have scared you the most as a pitcher going right up against them? Yeah. Probably Mike Neal. <laughs> yeah, because he puts the ball him. everywhere. Puts the ball everywhere. He's a contact hitter. Uh-huh. He's somewhat of a free swinger, mm-hmm. but also you make a mistake, he has power to hit out of park. Absolutely. So he'll be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doc. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back here on Amazing Avenue Audio, the show. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff we saw today. Uh, yeah. We saw Marcus Stroman warming up today. Yeah. Which was a very cool thing to watch. Yes, and there's um uh, I will have to follow up on this. But there's there, not Phil Regan, but another longtime instructor uh or coach or both uh on the pitching side of things in the Mets organization who was who was out there uh around the bullpen in the stadium as Stroman was doing his sort of uh routine. It's like a weird hybrid of yoga and super long toss, yeah, and other and traditional warm up stuff, right? But it's just this—it's uh, very unique, and you know, there's this uh, long time baseball dude uh, w- was like raving about it, you know, unprompted. I just went out there with my camera to take photos, you know. I, Wilson Ramos was out there, Stroman's out there, so I'm just going out there. Takes some pictures, and, and and unprompted, he's you know turns and says to me like, "Oh, you know, 25 years, I've never seen anybody warm up like this, and not not in a bad way at all. Just just like, this is different. This is unique, you know. To the other guys in the bullpen, as he's doing it, he's turning to them and saying like like check this out, you know. Uh, I think it's very easy." For, for people to get, and this this is more general, like, society stuff, but it's very easy for people to get generational. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm not even, like, I'm not even intentionally not saying a name, but, like, in the media room today, there was somebody, like, complaining about millennials. Yep. And it's just, like, is, is our background music right now auto-tuned country? Oh, my God. I believe it is, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, my point is that somebody who, who is, uh, of a senior age and has been in baseball for a long time, admiring Stroman doing something that's unorthodox was kind of a cool, like a, a cool little moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's such uh, it's a game that can really rest on this like old school mentality with things, and uh, I don't know. I feel like Stroman's this guy who has this unique personality, um, and obviously, you know, performance on the mound is is the primary thing that you want. Sure, yeah. But if he pitches reasonably well, this is a guy who you think uh, I'd love to see him stick around. Yeah. You know? It, it, it's unique personalities who perform well are, are like the easiest fan favorite recipe. Yeah, and especially because he is I mean, he, if you follow him on Twitter, you see he can be a bit uh bit crunchy for my taste maybe we'll say like you know he's very much into some new agey stuff but 
in terms of the opinions presented by ball players on Twitter, I'll take like holistic crunchy hippie any day. Oh yeah, yeah over yeah. most of the stuff the players are saying, you know. Right. And so I think it's a I think it's a good thing that we have diverse voices on the Mets and in baseball and his voice is certainly unique from the batch and that's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, and it's uh you know, in, in in the context of a like even within this episode, you know, Doc Gooden being on uh with your chat with him and and him being around the complex today, you know, there's uh, you you think of you know African American ball players and pitchers, and uh, you know it's it's still relatively rare. And it's something yeah. that Curtis Granderson has you know spent time uh, and and money and 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 his his energy you know pushing for you know for for trying to right right help correct that a little bit. Um, you know, so to have somebody who's still relatively new to the organization, you know, he only came on board for like the really fun Three part months. of 2019. Yeah. yeah. Um, and has local roots and has a unique personality. You know, when uh, back when he was with the Blue Jays, he had the the knee injury that not only did he rehab and come back faster than expected, but while he was out, he, he went back. I think it was at Duke, right? Um, what whatever university I think it was Duke, uh-huh. but whatever school it was, went back, finished his degree because he was hurt, and like wanted to. Hey, all right, I'm out of commission. I can finish my education. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, no, and it's you know it's just a lot of uh, a lot of unique stuff, and I, I, you know, yeah, it's it was cool seeing him out there just warming up in a way that nobody else does right yeah know? and i think over the years uh the unique pitchers have really stood out uh bartello cologne uh-huh Ari dickey um those, those are really the two best examples i have <laughs> i mean turk wendell Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's, uh, I'm trying, trying to reach back into the memory banks here a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think the Mets are a good team for the unique player, and I feel like a team like the Yankees oftentimes tries to homogenize their team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whereas the Mets have always sort of embraced the weirdos a little bit, and I mean that in the best possible way. Right. And so, like, let let these players be unique. Let them do their own thing, mm-hmm. especially because the Mets oftentimes is an organization fail to recognize what makes the Mets what makes the Mets the Mets but I think the unique personalities are part of what makes the Mets who they are and so embrace that right you know oh yeah I mean there's a really good band named after a Mets reference yes there are a couple uh, 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 oh yeah more than one but <laughs> but Yola Tango is the one you're speaking yes. of yes yes and that was uh, you know uh, from a, a different era um, uh-huh. But yeah, I I love that, and you know, it, to the to the future Mets owner who may probably not, but may be may listening. listening. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> to to the the Amazing Avenue uh, listener reader who has billions of dollars, literal it, billions. Yeah, 
But embrace that. You know, let the Yankees be the the corporate. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody's got to follow the same rules about their hair and all yep. that. That kind of stuff. And 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 then just embrace the opposite. You're like obviously, yeah. go after good players first. Right. You know, but if your if your team's gonna have more of like a you know Lower East Side, uh, Bushwick, whatever kind of yeah. vibe, that's fine. But I think that like, even though the Mets like David Wright was not a weirdo, right? David Wright was like a straight laced guy as possible. Yeah. But it felt like he was being true to who he was on the team. Right. Like he was never putting on airs for anything. He was that was who David Wright was. And I feel right. like Pete Alonso similarly is not like a hip edgy guy. Right, no. But he's totally true to who he is. Yeah. And that's what I want to see is I I want to see these players able to embrace their true selves for us. Yeah. Uh, and I love that Alonso's thing is like like wow. Like, huh, I get to play baseball today. Like, I love, yeah. I love that. Like, that, that yeah. is that is genuinely a good thing. Yes. That, you know, I wish every everybody had that. Yes. You know, approach. He's part of a cookie club. Yes. <laughs> so, that's all you can say. Um, so, we got to see Andres Jimenez hit a pretty great home run today. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, any other highlights of the game today? Um... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should say who's joining us. Tebow, yeah, yeah. So, uh, people who've read the site uh, for years. He just tweeted about us. Look at that. What's that? <laughs> he Tim just tweeted about us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Tim Tim Finnegan, who you've read uh, pitching analytics pieces on Amazing Avenue over the years. Um, yeah. Also, is in town. Stop by. Yes. Say hi, Tim. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> He's been sitting here very patiently, very quietly, while we've been podcasting. Uh, but he mentioned Tim Tebow falling down today, and so uh, so it's the the bottom of the ninth. I happen to be standing next to Brody Van Wagenen at this time, and we were talking about just other things. And then the pop up came to Tebow, and Tebow just ate it, ate yeah. it, fell down, um, and uh, we were talking, uh, I think, off air about how um, we kind of felt sorry for him a little bit. Right, yeah. Uh, just, just because, like, it's 5,000 people laughing at you. But it's uh, it was a pretty embarrassing moment. But I think it's actually a very important moment, as it might remind fans that he's not a major league player. You know, he's just, he just isn't. He doesn't have the hit tool. He doesn't have the outfield skills. I mean, look, he changed paths pretty far into a professional sports career. I couldn't do anything of what he does. This is not a personal attack on Tim Tebow, but he's probably never going to be even a mediocre baseball player. Right, yeah, at the major league level, I think that's realistic, you know? I mean, it's... uh, To be able to put up numbers that he has, uh, not playing baseball for ten years in his early thirties, right. it, it's impressive, and it, it, you know, but it, it's just really tough to turn that into, yeah, you know, especially on a team that has potentially four or five really good hitters uh, who may not be great outfielders <laughs> right. at this point, but yeah, right, yeah, no, no, it's 
whether it's G.D. Davis or Michael Conforto or Brandon Nimmo Come or you want to assess for this, you know, yeah. there's, yeah. Or uh, uh, Dominic Smith, <laughs> you know, yeah. who's technically an outfielder sometimes, even though his skill, yeah, Matt yeah. Adams, Matt there you go, Tim, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, so um, what else happened today? Um, I think we hit on all the biggest points. Oh, we did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Smith made an, uh, an error at first base that Stroman yes. wound up getting out of. Right, yeah. Um, Stroman had the bases loaded with, I think, no one out. Yeah. And wound up getting out of the inning. And based on, like, a, a weak hit, a botched double play, uh, and a uh, a botched David Wright style barehanded grab. Oh, yes, that, that at third. Was, that happened. To, right, McNeil went to barehand. Was it a bunt or a slow roller? I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, but he didn't give him any hard contact that inning, and loaded the bases, then got out of it, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, he didn't give up a, a monster of a home run to Paul Goldschmidt, yeah. Stroman. But, you know, yeah, yeah, that, can happen. that happens to the best of us. Yeah, right. exactly. We got opposite field, no doubt. Uh, like, those, yeah. Are, yeah. those are always impressive. Yeah. Um, well, I know we didn't talk about this. Do you have a music pick you can talk about today? Uh, we listened in the car to some music of yours. Yeah. Yeah, I can go with an older record. Go for it. Um, King of the Road, Fu Manchu. Um, originally, I was supposed to be down here for four days. I'm here for like 36 hours. <laughs> um, two full, two baseball days and, and one night. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in the in the sports car rental that wound up being the uh, don't just say sports car. Say what? Say the color. Make the, it the, the red Camaro convertible. Yeah. Uh, Fu, Fu Manchu, King of the Road. Um, you, you really can't go wrong if you if you want to drive and have an album on. That is the. It's a pretty good it's, one. It's the yeah. To me, that's the answer. Um, so yeah. That's a good pick. Uh, so I- I'm going to go with a pick that's a combo podcast pick and music pick. Okay. There's a new podcast called 36 from the Vault. And what it is is they go through every other week and review and discuss one of the Grateful Dead's Dick's Picks yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, records. Yeah. And so um, I have been listening. I am the most casual of Deadheads. I play in a cover band that plays some Dead stuff. And so I have grown to appreciate the Dead, but I was not like a long-time listener or anything. And so uh, Dick's Picks Volume 2 is the only single disc Dick's Picks record. And I think for those of us who maybe have a hard time with the general length of a, of a Dead show, yeah. a single disc of Grateful Dead is a pretty palatable thing. Yeah. And I, I've greatly enjoyed it. So uh, Dick's Picks Volume 2 by the Grateful Dead is my pick. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we're going to end this show with my chat with Gary Cohen. From earlier today and uh we'll be back tomorrow maybe we'll record in the airport tomorrow yeah um, <laughs> yeah and uh uh you can follow uh amazing avenue on twitter facebook and instagram go to amazingavenue.com read our spring training coverage and lots lots more uh tim what's your twitter handle you don't want to follow me but in case you do it's timfin521 okay uh 
Chris is at Chris McShane. I'm at Brian Needs a Nap. And uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of our beers here at Vine and Barley. And uh, until next time, enjoy Gary Cohen and let's go Mets. Yeah. So, Gary, how many spring trainings is this for you now? Well, this is my 32nd spring training with the Mets. I um, arrived in 1989, which was the second year that uh, the Mets had moved here to Port St. Lucie. And um, I can say that things have changed in Port St. Lucie <laughs> exponentially in yeah. those 32 years. Yeah, I haven't been here in about 10 years, and I couldn't believe how different Port St. Lucie was today than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, you're getting prepped for the season. Obviously, you watch the team just about every day. What's standing out to you so far this spring? Well, I think there's an enormous confidence here. Um, you know, with all the upheaval in the off season, with two changes in managers and all the conversation about potential changes in ownership, the fact of the matter is that this is a really good team, and they showed it at the second half of last year. I thought that was probably more indicative of the talent level that's here. Um, you've got a terrific young core of position players. You've still got one of the best starting staffs in baseball. There are probably some more question marks now with Wheeler gone and Porcello and Waka trying to take those spots. But um, the bullpen can't help but be better than it was last year. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a, there's a lot of confidence here. The, you know, the, the difficult piece is that you still have four really good teams in this division, yes. including the defending division champs and the defending world champs. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's not going to be easy, but I think this team has a chance to be really good. Now, you've been around Rojas a little bit this spring. What's your initial impression of him? Um, I didn't know Louie a lot from last year because he was really, um, um, he wasn't very out front and he was pretty quiet, but I, I've had a chance to talk to him a lot um, going back to the day that he was introduced, and I am very impressed. And from the guys that I've spoken to, they have always been very impressed with his ability to communicate, his knowledge of the game, uh, the fact that he's managed eight years in the minors and four years in winter ball I think is a huge plus even though those things aren't necessarily emphasized as um, pre-qualifications to be a major league manager these days I think um, I think there's an almost universal respect for him here and I think he'll do extraordinarily well will he have bumps of course he will every first time manager does but I I think his background is uniquely suited to allow him to figure out his way and he's got a pretty good coaching staff around him yeah last question not baseball related at all i know you're a music guy you talk about music on the broadcast a lot what's in your car right now what are you listening to um actually my uh my pandora is uh filled with an eclectic mix um there's a lot of 60s there's a lot of late 70s early 80s new wave Uh there's uh, a lot of uh Springsteen, there's a lot of Green Day, there's, um, yeah, it, it, it pretty much, um, I, yesterday I was, I was doing a, 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 a lot of listening to Cake. I like Cake. You know, short yeah. skirt, long, long jacket. jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of, one of my favorite songs. So, <laughs> so I'm, I, I've got pretty, pretty wide-ranging tastes when it comes to music. So I have an idea I want to pitch you, and you're going to pitch to the Mets for me. Instead, <laughs> you know the other day I have the President's Race in uh, Washington? Should do a Ramones race in Queens. Have the four big Ramones has have Blitzkrieg Bop play. People will love it. Yeah, but which drummer do you use? I mean, yeah, I, mean, Tom, I have to go Tommy. I mean, Joey, Johnny, and DD are easy, but they had so many drummers. Yeah, but Tommy's the original man. You gotta go with Tommy. Marky, right? man. I don't Marky know. was there a long time. You're yeah, right about that. So uh, it, it, maybe you give them both the slot. <laughs> there we go. Have them alternate. Clem Burke played two shows with them, so and he, was, he, right? he was Elvis Ramone for I two did shows. Not know that. So maybe you can put Elvis out there once a year or so. 
All right. Thanks, Gary.